Hi, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday, Dr. Nancy Live. Um, I have a very special guest today coming from Colorado, um, Dr. Josh Baudre, who's Canadian, he tells me, um, is going to be talking to us about a little bit about brain stuff. So get your geek on and uh, let's learn some about the brain. So Dr. Josh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. And tell us um, a little bit about your background and um, a little bit about yourself. Um, so I grew up in British Columbia, Canada. Um, I went into chiropractic because uh, my brother and I had a couple of car accidents and we responded really well with that. Um, going forward, uh, we went through school and in school we were taught the bone on nerve theory and that never resonated uh, quite with me because it, it didn't make enough sense. And as we went through practice, I started seeing changes that that theory couldn't actually follow through on. So uh, what I did is I, I went and searched the profession and I found a doctor named Dr. Richard Barwell. And he um, brought in um, a product called Neuroinfinity and it made you be able to read the brain and the physiology of the body. And that was the beginning of the brain work that I started to do. Um, I integrated his stuff and then went past it. And what we look at now is how the brain deals with stress determines the outcome of everything in the body. So anything that happens is not by accident. It's literally because the brain is deciding to do it. And why I love it is when you see the power of the adjustment, you literally understand why it's so far reaching. So when, when you're talking about stress, you're not just talking about like, oh, I'm having a bad day. It's other kind of stresses, right? Yeah. And when people think of stress, they usually think of acute stress. Yeah. And that's the, the limiting factor that people are missing is it's not just the acute stress. It's everything that happens in life. So as we've been taught, it's your chemical, your emotional and your physical. But the thing is, it's how you learn to deal with that over a long period of time determines your habits and your habits literally determine the outcome of what problems you have. So if we want to dive into the neuro stuff, the habit that a child with ADD has or ADHD is different than a habit that a person has that doesn't have those symptoms. And you can literally see it on the brainwave. The brainwave tests will show you distinct factors. A slow brainwave, which is called theta in one part of the brain can be a lot higher and that's called ADD. And if it's even higher than that, it's ADHD. And the percentages tell you exactly why the person has the issues they have and the funny thing is, it's not a disease, it's an adaptive measure the body has taken to try to heal itself. So we always talk about uh, innate intelligence in chiropractic. Well, the thing is the innate intelligence of that body, of that child, literally is saying, why don't we check out and then we can deal with life? And that's what ADD is. And then if it gets really bad, it says, why don't we really check out? And then what happens is the, the processing center in the brain goes, this isn't going to work. And so they become hypermobile or movement oriented to try to stimulate that same area that's really checking out. So it's an adaptive measure to the chronic stresses that we see happening in life is what's driving these issues. I think that's the explanation I've ever heard. <laughs> of this. I didn't hear you. What did you say there? I said, I think that's the best explanation I've ever heard of this. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So um, what kind of things would you think that would cause a child to have stress, that kind of stress? 
Perfect. Now, here's the point that most parents don't understand. Your life determines the outcome of your child while you're gestating that child. And that's big because a lot of people miss the fact that how stressed they are during uh, gestation literally determines the outcome of that child. A nice rule of thumb is, is if you want to conceive a baby, make sure you're healthy for two years before you conceive that child. Now that's hard for a lot of us, so we feel guilty. So the nice thing going forward from that is, is that the child is so pliable, their pathways are so easily changed that you can make that change happen very quickly in children, whereas with an adult, we talk about longer and longer sessions. Um, and when I mean quick, I mean within nine to 10 sessions, you can watch ADD, ADHD go away. Major changes with the brain. But those stresses, an example is I had a child come in the other day and, and the stress that induced his anxiety and depression issues that show up like ADD was the fact that his, his um, stepsister moved away. And we don't think of those kinds of changes as inducing those kinds of symptoms. We'll think of, well, maybe it's the school load, but it's it's the social economic uh, stresses as well. So when a mom is pregnant, it's really good to kind of keep her like a positive environment, um, mm -hmm. happy, things like that. Yeah, definitely. But the bigger thing, and this is a takeaway I want every doctor to know and every mom and dad to know, is that you can tell how stressed you are based on two simple factors. There are more, but these are the easiest to learn. And that is how cold are your hands and feet and how sweaty are your hands and feet? These are literally physiological stress markers indicating how, how bad or good you are. So if your hands and feet are always at at least 94 degrees, we know you're controlling blood flow correctly. We know the sensory motor cortex in your brain is making you react correctly to stress. That's one marker. The other one is how sweaty or dry are your hands. This is a direct response or marker of how emotionally stressed you are. So if you have really sweaty hands, you're in an acute emotional stress. And if you have dry ones, you're in a chronic stress response. These are actually things I tell my patients, when these change, your problem will go away. So these are the physiology or the physiological markers of stress. So learn how to control these things. Yes, positive attitude is awesome. But what about the subconscious problems that are going on where you've learned this habit since you were four and five, and you don't even know that it's driving your problem? So the thing I always want to say to parents is, is why don't we read what's really going on and find the underlying issue? Like read the brain. The brain drives everything, find the answer, then you can change the way the person's actually dealing with, with their life. So, so I hear an echo. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully everybody out there doesn't hear the echo. Um, in your practice, how do you, um, do you still use the neuroaffinity equipment? We do, I use more advanced um, testing measures though now. Okay. So what do you do in your practice then to um, scan your people? I know the history is huge. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, what else do you do besides taking a thorough so history? The thorough history is nice, but the, the thing that actually determines the outcome is the brain test. So what we do is a specialized test that I learned from um, a psychologist, and it's called a clinical cue. And it literally will dictate 95% of the problems. And you can do this test in 15 minutes. 
It's very concise, very quick. And what it does is it will actually show you the dysfunctional areas where the brain, and when I say dysfunction, I'm saying that off the cuff because it's actually a proper function. Um, it's the body's way of dealing with life and what's going on. That test, that 15 minute intake test does simple things like have the person read or name colors, open and close their eyes, and we'll actually see how the brain responds to the environment that the body has learned to cope with. Those habits that we see will literally drive the outcome of why the person sees the world or deals with the world the way it is. So is it something they put on their head? Is it um, electrodes? It's EEG electrodes, yes. Okay, okay. wonderful. And, and then once you um, um, determine what part of the brain is affected, how do you go about helping them? Definitely. And now that's determined by what kind of issue we're going after for the person. So if we're going after something like an ADD, ADHD, which is pretty straightforward, we have to determine where is it coming from. And that's why we do the test. A lot of people think it only comes from one region, but there's actually multiple forms of this. And beyond that, there's a lot of kids that present with ADD and they don't have it. And that's the big one that most people aren't aware of is that if the child is in a new stressful environment, they can present as something like ADD, but when in fact they have a racing mind and are anxious and they don't have ADD. So you have to know what you're actually taking care of. And this is what irks me is that you give that child a medication and they don't truly have ADD because you haven't measured the brain. You will actually induce more of that anxiety, more of the issues because it pushes the stress brain waves. So what we do is we literally di dictate the care based on the numbers and the values that are going on, not based on the symptoms. So what I mean by that is we do top down approach. We find the issue in the brain the integration issue, and then make the brain modify itself, and then the problem goes away. So if it's an anxiety issue, it's usually in the subconscious part of the brain, and it's racing thoughts, and the kid can't calm down. And if they're put on a, a stimulant, an SSRI or something like that, it will actually make that problem worse. And that's why we'll see people, well, it didn't work, what do I do? Or if the problem is in the middle part of the brain for a child, then what we'll do is we can train them to actually uh, speed up their brain because it's actually going too slow. Um, the one that most people aren't aware of, though, is, is there's a form of ADD that actually comes from the frontal part of the brain. And it's very common in females. And it's the person that always has to talk to feel bad. And that form of ADD we think is normal, but it actually isn't. So what we need to do is we have to figure out and specifically know where it's coming from, then we train. And that's where we're missing, a lot of people miss, because before I did this work, I'm like, well, if I adjust it, it should go away. Well, that works for two of the four. Right. We have Dr. Amy on here. Um, so when you're talking um, top down, are you talking the brain top down? Parts of the yes. brain? She's wondering, do you ever go like mid brain out um, with younger kids? So when I talk brain, I'm talking about the brain itself as mm -hmm. top down, brain down to body. Yeah, oh. you'll you'll go down. You can start in the very mid brain in the, yeah. the base of the brain um, and brain stem work and reintegrate that as well. Obviously, 
Um, the big results I'll get with that is if you find a primitive reflex that's still activated, and then you can actually integrate the brain with the neural training at the same time. Right. What kind of um, training then do you do with the, um, you adjust, right? Yes. And, and then- that's, that's key. That's like 80% of the change. And the thing I think most of us miss, we know about Heidi Havoc's work, but how does that apply? Well, what I did is I go, okay, well, what does an adjustment actually do to the brain? So we hooked up a doctor and adjusted him. And then we actually see the changes that happen. And when we see the changes, what actually happens is you alter the perception. Now that doesn't sound like much, but it literally changes everything on the outcome of the body. So the adjustment sets the body up to being in a non-stress response. That's the biggest point. I know I'm harping to the choir here, but that's the biggest, biggest, biggest point. Because if you don't do that first and then you try to do neurofeedback, you're training a faulty pathway to be faulty over and over and over again. So what you want to do is you adjust them first to break the pattern, but you have to know the brain you're dealing with. You have to know, can that brain take a lot of energy or a little? Is that brain very adaptive or not very adaptive? Is this brain going to respond really good to certain techniques? So the test literally drives the care for me. Then what we do is we do an advanced form of neurofeedback. That advanced form of neurofeedback is called brain driving. So this is different than what most people have heard of because neurofeedback if you're not cognitively aware of what's going on, like an autism or Down syndrome child, they can't do well with it. Well, what we have been able to do is integrate um, what's called um, classical conditioning. So you remember how Pavlov rang the, the bell and then the dog would start to salivate? Well, there are certain stimuli that you can use that will actually make the brain produce the right frequencies using the stimuli. So an example is, is there's a frequency, it's called a harmonic. And if you put a specific harmonic on, it can actually make, say the child has anxiety induced uh, issues that is making it look like ADD. When they produce the right amount of say theta to slow down their brain in the back, and you wanna push it more, you'll turn that frequency on, which ingrains it and pushes it even quicker. So with this classical form of conditioning with the standard form, our results are between four to 500% faster. That means the average kid, if they do neural feedback and they're not that bad with a simple form of ADD, it will take between 20 to 30 visits. We can see it change in five to 10. Um, so it radically changes. And the cool thing is, is we read the numbers daily. So we see the results daily. And if we see them spike, we ask what's new in their life. If we see them drop, we can tell they're doing better. So the actual results is based on the client learning to change the habit of how they deal with stress. Now that's a different factor than telling you it's a chemical imbalance or this is just genetic. Well, the thing is you can change all of this by the habit that they've learned. So when we understand the habit, we understand how they change. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I changed my microphone. Um, uh, Bree's asking, can this help with postpartum depression? Yes. Um, it. I've had P, uh, postpartum depression people change in two to three visits. Oh, it's great. very quick. The, the normal area that's affected with postpartum depression is actually the sensory motor cortex, and they can't integrate information quick enough. So it's the middle top part of the brain. Um, 
and you can look at the ratios and you'll see them being off and you'll knock the person right back. Well, I don't want to say knock. You'll nudge the person quickly back into the normal uh, position they need to be in very, very quickly because their brain um, has developed correctly already. It's just the stress of birth and all the emotional and physical uh, issues that are going on will push them out and it will slow their processing speed. Um, so yes, it's very easy to help um, women that have that. So this is just on the chiropractic part of it. Um, is So you adjust and then um, what else do you do with them? Um, besides yeah, the so, so the adjustment is key. That's that's 80%. And then the brain driving is the second thing that we do. So what that means is we'll put an EEG electrode on their brain where the specific area isn't working correctly. Then we'll um, measure the brain in real time. And when the brain produces more of the correct frequency, we can either push or pull the brain. If we're pushing it, we're reinforcing it to make more. If we're pulling it, when it makes less of the correct frequency, we push it to force to make the right thing. And we can add multiple stimuli onto this at the same time. So that means if they respond good to audio, we'll use an audio stimuli. If they need more, we can use visual at the same time. If they need more, we can use electromagnetic frequency at the same time. If they need even more, we can use kinetic or um, vibratory stimuli at the same time. And we can put these all in different ratios at um, different amplitudes to make the brain produce the correct habit. And that's what I want most people to understand is the habit you have determines the outcome of your life. You change the habit, everything changes. That's amazing. So is this what you were talking about that you created? Um, yes, the integration of these things, yes. Okay. And then have you taught other chiropractors? Because um, I'm sure everybody watching will want to know this. <laughs> the answer is no, I have not taught many people um, this. I've been really trying to streamline it in my practice to get um, the results very quickly um, working. But the 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 really cool thing is is you don't guess anymore and you don't ever under you don't ever say well it was just a bad thing or they just wouldn't work you know why the person won't get better every time you, you know exactly why they're stuck okay that sounds amazing well you better get it going so we can get trained on it <laughs> understandable yes I've, that's what all my staff and all my clients tell me because they try to find i try to refer people and I try to integrate three or four different professions at the same time. And a lot of them don't work together. Right. Yeah. We interviewed a lady here in town that does something similar with the electrodes. Um, and it sounds similar, but it's, I mean, connected with the chiropractic and the adjustment part. I can just see where this would be amazing. So that's. A yeah, it, it, it's over the top with the adjustment. The, the changes are so quick and so profound that. With our clients, what what I asked one of our clients, because we have um, a lady and she has a, a child with Down syndrome, he has no clue what's going on. Um, and his problems were immune issues, um, developmental problems where he, he, his vocabulary wasn't that well. Um, and I said, well, what's the difference? She goes, you can see tangible changes within three to five visits. There's no question. He, he's been under care with us for six months now and his vocabulary has doubled. He has not been sick since and he would get pneumonia every month wow so you're just seeing very quick outcomes and my clients are like i know doc i know you don't like talking about symptoms but i can feel my symptoms go away after the first visit 
So they, they tell you this because it's a tangible change that happens very, very, very quickly. That's great. I'm, I'm impressed that you can measure that. That's, um, I'm excited. I love all the brain stuff. <laughs> no, it's very cool. Yeah. So if somebody, you had mentioned that you do talks um, that our listeners could um, listen to your talks. Yeah, or... we do them on Facebook every Tuesday night okay. from 6.30 to 7. Um, we do them on Facebook Live. And what I do is I integrate the brain and the issue or the problem or whatever's going on. Um, so what I did is last night I did a talk on how the speed of your healing is dictated by the stress response in your brain and how quickly you learn to change that. Um, and we'll go over everything from ADD, ADHD, to depression, anxiety, PTSD, chronic fatigue, autoimmune diseases, uh, into muscular stuff. I cover a wide variety of topics. We, um, if you look up our Facebook pages, our, um, it's on Life Springs Family Chiropractic. We're in Denver, Colorado. Um, uh, if you go on that, you can see, I think we have a two or three post videos. The other ones were on YouTube. Um, but that's where you're going to start understanding the bigger issues of why these problems are happening and why you're hitting plateaus. So my common clients are the ones who have hit plateaus everywhere else. They come here and then they get the big picture because what we want to do is link everything together and go, yeah, I understand you come in with low back pain and then they'll let us know about everything else. When I've taught my staff to, to take very good histories and they'll let us know about if they have low back pain, I can almost guarantee they have anxiety or depression. There's no question. And everyone who has back pain has one of those or sleep issues. If they say no, they're, they're lying to you is the truth. And then with what they'll do is within two to three visits to go, oh yeah, doc, remember when you asked about that? I really have that. And we're like, okay, I, I know. Or, or what will happen is we'll do the brain test and they'll test me and they'll go, there's nothing wrong with me. And I'll go, well, you have this, 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 and they'll break down crying. One of every two clients will actually do that because you're telling them stuff and they didn't even tell you. Wow. That's amazing. Well, we put your link um, in the comments below. So that if anybody wants more information, um, you can click on that and get to their Facebook page. But um, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited that you're developing. I love when people are developing things um, and I want to learn it all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you for sharing with us today. Um, and then just realizing that, you know, how stress does affect the brain. I don't think people really realize that. They know it affects like their shoulders. <laughs> you know, when you're thinking about yeah. stress, you think, oh, my shoulders are tight. You know, that's usually where it goes. But I don't think people realize how much stress affects life, you know, autoimmune, you know, everything. Just 100%. Everything. Yeah. So if, they, if people really want to go somewhere, there's a book. It's called The Comprehensive Stress. What is it? Comprehensive Stress Management. And it literally shows this book has been published for the last, I think, 20, 30 years. It shows the research that stress does cause heart disease cancer and then when you're talking about tight muscles that's called bracing and that's why you get your disc herniations and your straightening of your curves and all these things and autoimmune diseases autogenic all like there's tons of things that it causes but the thing is is you have to change the habit a pill can't change the habit a, a lotion can't change the habit. A surgery will not change the habit of the brain. And that's the new perspective that I think a lot of people want. Because if you look in media, people are talking about the brain, but they're they're just going, okay, here's the brain. Let's physically try to change it. 
When in fact, the way I explain it to my patients is this, is if you have a computer and the screen is dead, we know most of the time it's the operating system's problem. We do that control delete and it resets or we power off and on and it resets and then it turns back on. Well, why are we thinking that we got to change the computer screen? Why do we got to change the body when in fact, all we have to do is do control delete or turn the power off and on and the system comes back online and then everything works correctly. Well, that's how our body works. We just have to help it reorganize and give it the energy to do it. And that's truly what we do is we integrate the information into the brain. And this is the cool part. We talk about innate intelligence. Well, you can literally watch innate intelligence working in the brain because when you put the energy in, it will take the energy and move other areas in the brain that you're not even taking care of. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope everybody here got some information about this um, and understood stress a little bit better and how it affects the brain. And um, we do have the links in the comments, I see. Um, so go ahead and click on that if you want more information from Dr. Josh. And I really appreciate you coming on and spending um, time with us today and educating us about the brain and stress. Definitely. Well, thank you for having me here. I just, I, I want more people to understand the power of what we have in our hands, the power that the adjustment does alter the brain waves, and the power that when you change that habit, you literally change that person. I'm all for that. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Dr. Josh. Have a great thank rest you. of your day. And thanks everybody You're for welcome. watching.